Hello, Josh Long here, senior producer at Grotto Network. And as we reflect on appreciating the outdoors this summer, our video team was revisiting some of our old work. Two mini docs really stood out to us. One was a Jesuit, Brother Matt, who finds peace in God through long distance swimming. Another one was a Nepali breakdancer, Nimoy, who uses hip hop to find community and heal from past trauma. And since Nimoy also teaches breakdancing, someone in our group made the comment that it would be fun to watch him teach Brother Matt some of his moves. And we just couldn't get past that idea. So without further ado, a Jesuit brother and a Nepali breakdancer walk into a coffee shop. Welcome to Good and Decent, a podcast by Grotto Network. Season 2, Episode 8, Backstrokes and Headstands. I did not. I grew up in Nepal, Kathmandu, that's the capital. I grew up there and then around 19, I left for Goshen College, Uh, went there for four years. After that, did something with a nonprofit in South Bend called InFocus. Then the COVID pandemic hit and then I um, hunkered down with a, a friend's with, with a friend of mine. Her parents hosted me for about six months out in the country, like wow. in Amish country. Wow. And then so while I was um, out in the country, I was applying to some graduate programs. Uh, got one to got one in Notre Dame called the Master of Nonprofit Administration. Mm. And then I decided that's probably a good next step. And then I went, in, went on Notre Dame and so, that's basically how I've ended up in South Bend. So are you finished your program or? Yeah, just okay. graduated on the 14th. Congrats, yeah. yeah thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a plot twist. You came here, you know, then got stuck here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. School. Yeah. <laughs> First I couldn't wait to come here, then I couldn't leave. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wild. I know your story. However, I don't think I've ever really asked anybody what a Jesuit brother is or, yeah. or what that really entails. So it's a religious order um, in the Catholic Church, like how Holy Cross runs Notre Dame. Okay. Uh, we run like Loyola and Georgetown and Boston College, other schools. So it's a, it's a religious family within the church and we are men who live together and work together. Um, we take vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. And there's two ways to do it, which is like a priest, which um, sacramental ministry, people who say mass, who are in front of the church. And then brothers who don't do that, who work with people uh, more horizontally, like on their same level, instead of um, being a, a leader in that way. So, yeah, so I've been in for, for 10 years and uh, it's been great. I come from a big family, so I like living with people and I live with 15 guys right now. I'm all for hanging out with people and having yeah. that camaraderie, but 15 people, geez. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, it's, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I grew up in a, Grew up with like maybe like eight people okay. in the in the household, but yeah, I was the only child, okay. and so it was it was a very different uh, yeah different style. 
Uh, a lot of eyes on you, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Almost too much, you know, because then they get super protective, because it's like when you're playing a video game, yeah. and you only have one life, right. I gotta, <laughs> gotta make sure this one makes it. <laughs> we wanted to take a time out from this conversation to give you a little bit more background on Nimoy. Grotto filmmaker Chuck Fry caught up with him a little more than one year ago. A group of dancers form a circle in a colorfully painted tunnel. A boombox sits on the ground pumping out tunes while the dancers take turns showing off their moves in the center of the circle. The crew cheers each other on. You may have seen breakdancing in movies or music videos, but it's not something you often come across in Goshen, Indiana. If anybody were to ask me, like, who are you? Like, who is Nimoy? I can't really put that into words, you know? Like, I'm, like my stuttering's gotten a lot better, but I'm probably gonna start stuttering all over again if I had to describe who I was. Meet Nimoy. Nimoy is originally from Nepal and moved to the U.S. for school, where he eventually met a crew of fellow dancers and hip-hop enthusiasts who are ready to share his love of breakdancing. When I'm dancing, that's just like, I'm taking inspiration from people that are like my heroes, but at the same time, I'm putting my own spin on it. The moves that I have, they're mine. I was picked on, I was bullied. My parents had a completely dysfunctional marriage. It, it was just hard to cope with anything growing up. So my life was just home and school, home and school, home and school. So I had no social life, I had nothing. And like once I found B-Boy, it was like, this is something I can do in my room, just play music and like forget about the world. Like, I can just be myself. Inside a local record store, Nimoy and his friends dig through the bins, looking for some classic hip-hop records. They eventually can't help themselves, and they break into some dance. That's it. Good. Everyone moving. You know, people see breaking, and some people like it, some people don't. And the people that like it, at least the, at, at least the kids that liked it in South Bend, like, I would like to help all the kids, but re- re- realistically, what I know is breaking, and so... I can at least help the kids that know how to dance or that, that would like to dance. I'm trying to do the best that I can. This desire to help, along with his personal healing experience with breakdancing, led Nimoy to Mike Jacob. You know, when I saw him dance and I was like, a real B-boy in South Bend, I was like, no, you're from weird Nepal. Nimoy began volunteering with Mike to help teach breakdancing to at-risk teens. He has a gift for making those hard breaking moves and stuff easier and, and, and having patience. He was the help that had the heart. Inside of a small gymnasium, Nimoy is surrounded by a diverse group of teenagers. They're watching him closely as he teaches them some dance steps. And one, and one, and two. I blame myself for everything. Absolutely everything. It was 
all my fault. Parents' divorce, my fault. You know, like getting bullied, my fault. Like I learned, I learned to love myself. You know, like I see these kids, right? 10, 12 years old and, you know, like, yeah, we dance. And again, I don't talk to them about issues all the time, but I know some of their struggles. You know, looking at these kids kind of just helped me kind of like forgive myself, you know, like, because I always thought I was really pathetic, but, you know, it's just, life's hard. And like, like me, these kids are very figuring that out at a very early age. And if I can make that process of them understanding that pain any less painful and miserable and less lonely, you know, why not? The group spreads out, the music kicks in, and they all start a well-choreographed dance routine. Yeah, I have tough days too, but, you know, usually a little bit of music and a little bit of dancing kind of fixes that and again that's why i do it because it just brings me joy immediately and again that's that's my thing everybody has their thing you know Um, it's been a fun journey so far. Um, I hear that you're getting ready for the Iron Man next. So I turns out, so an Iron Man, a half Iron Man is what I'm doing. So it's a, it's a mile and a half swim, 56 mile bike ride, and 13 mile run. And it turns out that I'm only good at one of those three. <laughs> About vessel swimming? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So it's the shortest section. <laughs> Do all three of these have to happen in um, succession? Yeah, so it's swim and then bike and then run. Oh. Right back to back. Uh, so currently training for that. I, I'm doing it for the, the refugee relief for Ukraine. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that we Jesuits run is the Jesuit Refugee Service, which is in like 50 countries around the world, working with displaced peoples. Mm. Um, and so we were on the ground in Poland and Ukraine before. And so... The infrastructure is really well situated for us to help and relocate families and get them housing and healthcare and all the things they need as they're fleeing. So this is an organization I care a lot about and so I, yeah. I wanted to do my triathlon for them so I'm fundraising for, for that. Huh. Which, is, really... which is good motivation when I'm whining I was, and I don't want to yeah. go out and run. It's like, yeah. well. I'm sure it helps when you have like a few miles left and that's right. you're kind of like <laughs> gassing out but you find that, find that motivation, the, the drive. Um, there's a entity in the U.S. government called the U USCIS. Mm -hmm. I forget what they stand for, but they're basically like immigration services. Mm. And I called them a while ago, and you know they have that automated voicemail. Sure. And it said its thing, whatever, whatever. whatever. Um, recently had to call them again, like just yesterday or the day before, and their automated voicemail had been updated to say something about. Um, if you are calling from Ukraine wow. or are calling about something about this, then please go to this place and contact this and then wow. here are the steps that you can take to, I don't know, either get something about like getting a citizenship. Mm. 
here or maybe just like getting a refugee status here. But it was cool wow. that, uh, that they're doing that. So. so how did you get into dancing? I mean, I saw your video, but... Oh, um, so um, back in Nepal, on, at the 10th grade is where it's like a cutoff. Mm. And after that, they go on to something called A-levels or plus two. Okay. And so when the 10th graders go off to do that, the 9th graders have to put on a show for them mm. called A Farewell. And when I was in 9th grade, I had to do that. Did not dance back then. Okay. Um, and had to be involved somehow. Didn't know how there was an entertainment unit. And I was like, I might as well do this because everything else just sounds so boring, like decorations <laughs> and like marketing. I got into that, did not know how to dance. A friend of mine got me and another dude, so now we have three guys. And he got uh, three girls and we were gonna do something salsa. Salsa related. Cool. Uh, when the girls saw how atrocious our dance moves were, <laughs> they left and they joined another group. <laughs> and then I was relieved. I was like, yo, I'm so glad I don't have to dance in front of people because I've never done it before. But one of my friends, he just got so fired up. He was like, nah, we're gonna show those girls that they made a mistake leaving us. We're gonna go back home. We're gonna, we're gonna learn some dance moves. And so we just went back home. I opened up YouTube. I forget what I typed in exactly, but the first thing that popped up was something related to uh, breaking, mm -hmm. a tutorial for the really simple move, six step or a helicopter or something. Mm -hmm. And then once that happened, I just kind of stuck to it. Um, every now and then, I will kind of just maybe take a break from it for a while. Mm -hmm. some, some stuff in life happens, like school or work, but sure. mostly since then, I didn't really have a hobby. And when I found breaking, it kind of just filled a void of like being able to be creative. Cool. It was loud, it was, um, had opportunities to make it unique. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff out there, not just art forms that allow people to do that. Sure. But something about breaking is just what pulled me in. Cool. And so I just started doing it. Yeah. And I imagine the community, right? That you could find other people who are interested in that. Yeah. The funny thing there is that I had a chance to join. Um, I actually haven't been a part of a real community of mm. dancing. At least I don't think so. And I'm explaining what I mean by that. Um, I... I remember before I came to college at Goshen, I had a chance, I had a, an offer to join a crew back home. So it was either that or go to college. Wow. And I chose college. Um, once there in Goshen, there's not a very big dance scene there. Okay. So, um, but something about when people saw me dance, they wanted to do it. Mm. And so in Goshen, I ended up having a group of maybe 10, 11 people that were just really eager to dance and we performed a bunch of times. Mm. So there was a sense of just creating community mm. as I went with this and people were drawn to this. Doesn't always happen, but when it does, then yeah, it's, it's, it's just really, really fun because then you have a bunch of people that are just starting out this new thing. They don't really know if they can do it or not. Yeah. And then little by little, they start to do it and then they start to get into it. And it's just like, and just like watching people do something that they thought they weren't gonna be able to do. Totally. It's fun. <laughs> I keep saying this, I have never met anybody that struggled as much as I did when I was first <laughs> starting to dance. Everybody else, I'm like, dang, you're a natural. Yeah. It's like, I remember myself just flopping around like a, 
like a fish on land, you know, not, not really knowing what to do. <laughs> um, wait, speaking about fishes, though, you swam <laughs> the entire, like, you swam a long distance at the lakes. I, I forget how much it was, but uh, I remember in your video you said that you would be in the deep end um, when you're like five years old. Yeah. And then, um, so like, what, 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 is, what is it about the water that kind of draws you to it? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, I think it's, uh, for me it's really spiritual. It's really calming. I mean, you know, anyone can have that experience of kind of being by a beach or a lake or sunset and the kind of calming effects that it has. Um, yeah, so, so last year I did this big swim in Chicago as a fundraiser uh, from the north side to downtown. And so that happened kind of accidentally. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't necessarily mean for that to happen. When brother Matt did his swimming fundraiser for Cristo Rey, Grotto was on the scene. Filmmaker Tara Kelly was there from the moment brother Matt stepped into the water until he came out eight miles later. Imagine training on a treadmill if you're a runner for your whole life and then like running through the jungle being chased by tigers. Like that's like the equivalent of like open water swimming. Like there's a lot of variables that you cannot control. Brother Matt Rooters is a marathon swimmer and Jesuit brother. That big splash you just heard was Brother Matt jumping into Lake Michigan on a very windy day with the Chicago skyline in the background. Back in August of 2021, he set out to swim eight miles in Lake Michigan to raise over $25,000 for the 25th anniversary of Cristo Rey High School. He told me he'd done a few big swims before back in California, but that this one would be his longest attempt yet. I caught up with him a few days out from his big swim at 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning where he had just finished training with a friend named Ivan. Yeah, so Ivan and I got connected. Uh, he's a Cristo Rey grad. So we've swam a couple times together. Mostly laughing and joking, less, less <laughs> swimming. Less swimming. <laughs> yeah, you're doing great. Right before this, as I walked up to the lake with my camera, I was immediately greeted by a large group of people who had all just finished a morning swim, including Brother Matt and Ivan. There was lots of chatter and laughter as the group dispersed for the day, and I asked the two of them if they swim anywhere else or if this was, quote unquote, their spot. It's a good spot. I swim here and Ohio Street. Yeah. So. Um, I like it here. It's a great community. It's like an awesome, yeah. like, uh, as you saw, like, it's like everyone's so friendly. Everyone's so friendly. They remember your name. They're like, you don't even have to like lock up your stuff. Or no, anything. no. Like, there's just you like leave yeah. it. It's like very. It's a great sense of community, and uh, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to like. It almost feels like a morning ritual. Like we all come and watch the sunrise together, and like, you know, it's like wonder and awe, and then uh, jump in and swim and start our days. <laughs> After their swim, we all headed to Cristo Rey Jesuit High School in Pilsen, where I got to see the school and learn a little bit more about its mission. 
Yeah, so there's two new murals. There's one, have you seen them yet? No. So there's this floor, and then the next one, and then Guadalupe is on the inside, which is so cool. Father Foley started the school um, 25 years ago uh, as a new model of Jesuit education, that uh, having students go to corporate settings and gain that experience, and then the corporations pay for their tuition. And so it breaks the cycle of poverty and helps students uh, gain an amazing education as well as like business skills, which is really cool. And so Ivan's like an awesome case study of like how this works. His work study hired him, it's pretty awesome. A lot of the students that come here are first generation, so you don't really have the lawyers, the accountants, the doctors that are in your family to help you through college, to help you break into the profession you want. And through the work-study program, you meet people who you're going to be connected with the rest of your life. And that's how I was introduced to finance, how I ended up pursuing my degree, and ultimately where I ended up working was the same company I worked for in my time at Crystal Ray, so it's definitely... They also gave me some insight into what their training looks like. Yeah. So, like, uh, like, one thing is nutrition. So when you're, like, doing an endurance sport, you have to, like, consume, because you're burning so many calories. So we've been giving each other tips. On the, on the ride to the lake this morning, we were talking about what he's using and what I'm using and what's working, what's not going to make us sick. Yeah, and it was my first time swimming in, like, wavy water this morning, yeah. so he was just telling me to tuck in my head while I'm breathing just so I don't get killed by the waves. And it, yeah, it's, it's helpful. And for me, it's, I, I just started swimming this year. So any tip, honestly, is great. But yeah, I think it's super helpful. And I appreciate just learning from someone more experienced. So it's cool. And I, I like someone, having someone to swim with. So, <laughs> so I don't have to go alone. <laughs> A couple days later, at 5 a.m., I headed out to the beach at Loyola University the starting point for Brother Matt's swim. It was nearly pitch black, and all I could see in the distance were the blinking lights on the boat that would be following Brother Matt. I was one of four people on the coast who also set their alarms early to cheer him on from the beginning. If you watch the video, you'll see that Brother Matt is covered in a white lotion to help with both the sun and the chafing during the swim. Right before he stepped into the water, they all gathered around. Can you say a prayer real quick? God, we give thanks for the gift of today and the gift of this community. Uh, we pray for all the students and applicants and donors of Chris Array that this small swim might be a sign of the kingdom. Help us have joyful hearts today, regardless of what the weather does, and uh, a safe swim. Um, I lead the way. All right, guys. All right, man. Get them loaded. Got to. So like the flow state, like your kind of brain turns off and then I can just be really present in that moment. And that for me feels like I'm in touch with God, I'm in touch with the water. I've been swimming my whole life and some of my first experience of prayer were actually when I was little, when I was swimming and being in the bottom of the deep end when I was like five years old and seeing all the lights and the colors and it's so quiet and it's so big and scary.
As Brother Matt swam off in the distance, I quickly got to my car to figure out where was best to meet him along the lake. Luckily, there was a tracker on the boat that I was able to follow and update via my phone as the day went on, so that definitely helped. I ended up catching him about an hour and a half later around Montrose Beach, where I ran into Pat, a friend of Brother Matt's, who also works with the Jesuits, who was following Brother Matt on his bike and stopped there to cheer him on. Pat stood out in his bright yellow shirt as he waved a yellow rag. Vamos! Let's go! I think my biggest question when I first heard about Brother Matt's swim was, what do you even think about during an eight-mile swim? I mean, that's a long time. It's a very intentional time because I'm not near other people and I'm not near screens. I'm praying the rosary, I'm praying for the students at Cristo Rey, I'm praying for all families who are migrating, that they might be welcome. Sometimes it's Beyonce, sometimes it's a decade of the rosary, it depends on the day. <laughs> Looking good out there, keep it up. We're all proud of you. My last stop at around 11.30 a.m. was Ohio Street Beach, where faculty, staff, and students awaited Brother Matt's arrival. There was a Cristo Rey tent set up with celebratory food and drinks, music playing on the speakers, and students playing volleyball on the beach while preparing cheers to welcome back Brother Matt. And then, once we get closer, you see him starting to walk out, run, and then that's where we'll move through the tunnel. Yeah? Okay. So let's make our way over there. Viva Cristo Rey! Viva Cristo Rey! I'm really happy to be affiliated with something so beautiful and uh, to be swimming along and hearing people shout, I don't know, that's, that's really moving for me. Uh, this wasn't really about me, you know what I mean? It's like how good our God is and if I can be a small part in that, then awesome. Similar to you, it was like doing something that I love. Yeah. And and then pushing myself beyond my comfort zone. So most of my life I swam in a pool. So to go swim in the lake is actually like this big scary jump. And I mostly do it because I love it, right? Like I don't yeah. there's no no one's making me do this. I do it because I like it. And then for me it's a question of how can I how can I take something I love and do it for other people and with other people? 
And so kind of channeling that for a fundraiser was really helpful. And I find it really resets my mood. I'm curious if that's the same for you with dancing. Like regardless yeah. of how I'm feeling before, yeah. afterwards I leave and I feel better. No, it's, it's so true. I think with both of them, there's something about them both being physical activities. It's like once you get going, your heart rate goes up, yeah. you get more oxygen in the brain, and you're just like, yo, let me just... It's like a, it's, it's like, it's, it's like a recharge. Brother Matt and Nimoy, along with two Grotto producers, Kevin and Tara, eventually left the coffee shop. After that, the whole group moseyed down to the lake shore. This is the spot where Tara always wanted the breakdancing lesson to take place. And this was the moment we had all been waiting for. So you can feel the music, right? It's yeah. a very like, can you try stepping to it? Yep. So that's the that's the major part of it. Okay. Like er, er, earlier, um, you said like b-boy dancing, yeah. right? The B stands for beat. Okay. So it's all about that beat. Got it. All right. Now try to like walk around with it. Okay. Yeah. My nephews are gonna really make fun of me for this. <laughs> this is the weirdest music video ever. <laughs> Okay, so now there's a bunch of, there's four elements to uh, breaking. Okay. We're just going to touch on one of them. Okay. It's called top rock. Okay. So it looks like this. God, you're so cool. I'm never going to be able to do that. <laughs> okay, so all it is, is just understanding that you're on a clock. Okay. 12, 6, 3, 9. Okay. And you have to do this step in between where it's like a kick, step, kick, step, okay. step. Right. So actually, if you could stand over here. Uh -huh. Now, try to kick. When I kick with this leg, this leg goes back. Okay. Yep. Step. Lift up. Kick. Step. Kick, step, kick. Got it. That's that's all that is. Okay. So it's like a kick, step, lift, kick, step, lift, kick, step. So now all you have to do is it's the kick, step, and then you just step out to one direction. So right now we're just gonna focus on one and eleven o'clock. So this like first kick step you hit one o'clock okay now you bring this leg back it's in the air kick step 11 o'clock okay does that does that make sense yeah 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 all right so now again kick step one o'clock lift kick no it's good it's good Kick, step, one o'clock, lift, kick, step, 11 o'clock. Nice! Got it. Not so good. Now, um, would you like to get a little ambitious? Sure. Okay. 
So now. I already outside my comfort zone, Nemo. All right. Let it rip, baby. All right, all right. <laughs> so now, you're going to put this knee down. This knee up. Now, you're going to take this hand over here. Yeah. This hand on your hip. Okay. Now, those two are going to be like your pillars. Okay. You're going to put those on the ground. Yep. And now, you're going to commit with your head. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Let's try that one again. Something like this. I'm sure you can do it. I've seen you swimming. You have the strength, the mobility, the flexibility. Right. I know you have everything so for it. This? No. Okay. So, yeah. And now it's just like committing with your head. <laughs> Alright. Alright. That was great. I'm totally doing that as soon as I get home. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Convenient, you don't want to do it on camera, Kevin. This episode's about outside your comfort zone. <laughs> Alright. This ain't the life for me. I wanna change, but ain't no future right for me. I'm stuck in the day. Alright, so I saw your story um, of you swimming quite some distance uh -huh. of one of the lakes here for Cristo Ray. That's right. Um, and then it, you did it at night. Um, I saw you had some white stuff on you. Yep. Is that to like help with the heat or something? Yeah, so it's help with the sun and then also just chafing because you're like moving so much for like oh, it took I like see. five hours. So, so I swim most mornings here in Chicago. Okay. And I I really enjoy it. I like I like the adventure. I like that it's out of my comfort zone. I like that it's um, as a person of faith, it's really prayerful for me. It's like to be in nature yeah. and to be like totally surrounded like that. Uh, so similar to maybe how you feel about dancing, it's like you're, do you feel like you can be stressed before dancing and then you can feel chill afterwards? Yeah, there's this weird feeling, it happens every time before I go on stage, mm. where it's, I know I've practiced, and I know the music's and you know, we've uh, prepared and everything, mm -hmm. but I just get so nervous and get crazy stage fright right until the moment I walk on stage. Mm. And then once the music starts coming on, then I start to get relaxed almost immediately. Cool. And then kind of like autopilot takes yeah. over. So it's a weird feeling, but yeah, it 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 calms me down. Yeah. And oftentimes before interviews, or like job interviews, yeah. um, I'll just tell them like, oh, can I use the bathroom real quick? I'll go in the you bathroom. You're going to break dance in the bathroom. That's so That's so awesome. reduce my stress levels. Yeah. And then I go back and I nail the interview, so. But you're right, because there's something about like hitting a flow state even where you can turn off your analytical brain mm -hmm. and get into your movement. Right. And I feel the same way with swimming where there's a certain level of like, you stop worrying about it. Or the temperature, if the lake's really cold or if it's windy or there's waves, you just do it. Yeah. And then you just are in it. And there's no space to like worry about what if I left the stove on, or, you know, do I have right. homework to do, or whatever, you, you're just in Well, it. you probably yeah. want to be concerned about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so that's very interesting. Um, I was, I forget what I was reading. I was looking at something where they were talking about how passions develop. Mm. And, again, I don't know how your passion for swimming developed, but yeah. they said something about one of the reasons why the generation today struggle so much with finding passion is mm. because they're just concerned about what's cool. Mm. But passion doesn't start with like, oh, I'm going to be something. Yeah. It starts with like you doing something. Yeah. And then after that repetition, you kind of get so 
kind of like what you're saying about you don't care about how cold the water mm. is. You just kind of go and do it, mm -hmm. right? And I feel that's the same thing for me with dancing, where mm. it's like, I'll just go and do it because... But do you think that's because we're so comfortable with it? We've done, done, done it for so long, it just speaks to us? I think so. I think, I think like, there's excitement. You can have an initial excitement, but if you're just not committing to anything, then you have no... Like, so something I worry about for, for younger people is that there's so many options, mm. and you can just swipe, 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 but you can't commit to anything. Right, right. right? And, you, and you don't really ever build a passion because you don't really dive into anything. Exactly. And it's just very surface level right. uh, Im Im immersion. And I think sometimes people would see someone like how you dance, or how I swim perhaps, and think like, well, I'm not as good as that, so I'm not going to try. Oh, yeah. But like, really, it's like, that's not... That's not right. Like you were just like born and you're yeah. like swimming <laughs> immediately. I like swimming when I was little, and now I'm an adult, and I like swimming when I'm an adult. Like you learned to dance, and and now you're dancing, and like to compare, you know, a, a religious phrase, quasi-religious phrase is like to compare and despair. So if I'm comparing myself to you, I'm gonna end up oh. feeling horrible. But rather, I should just be like, what's my journey? Where am I at? And what 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 excites me? Because that would that would be something I would offer anyone listening to this would be like, what's your thing? And don't be scared to try new things. I mean, I just <laughs> yeah. was dancing with you in front of strangers <laughs> on, on the running path in Lake Michigan, all right? <laughs> so, so we're glad. talking about being outside of comfort zones. Yeah, and I had a blast, right? I'm like, so I glad feel... it wasn't me with you in the water. <laughs> right. As people like, is that dude drowning over there? Is he? <laughs> so like, I'm grateful to I'm grateful to have tried it because yeah. I feel excited and proud of myself for trying something hard or new, and now I feel great. You know, yeah. like yeah, no. Um, I think it's really hard to to not compare yourself, mm -hmm. though, especially when it's so easy. Yeah. To compare yourself to others, because you just pick up your phone, right, or something, and you have the best athletes, the best musicians, sure. the best writers. Sure. Uh, and yeah, it's um, the the compare thing. There was a, a saying. Uh, what was it? It went, uh, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, mm. not who somebody else is on this day. I love that. And that was, that really spoke to me too, like, when you're just first starting out, yeah, you can, if you're swimming, mm -hmm. right? Like, Michael Phelps is incredible. Right. He wasn't that good when on this first day, exactly. though. Exactly. And if you're just, like, better than, than yourself last week, totally, it's enough to kind of, like, keep you going. Totally. Um, I'm training yeah. for this triathlon, and I've never done this before. Yeah, so this yeah. is, like, big and scary. Is, and is this the longest distance you've done? Yeah, and only. Oh, <laughs> I've never done this before, ever. <laughs> how, how long is it again? Just a swimming bit. So it's a mile and a half swimming. Okay. And then 56 mile bike ride. Okay. And then a 13 mile run afterwards, all together. What's the longest distance you swam before this? Uh, so I, my big swim last year was, was eight miles yeah. in Lake Michigan. So the swimming I feel comfortable with. I've never biked for more than a couple miles. It's the other yeah, two that exactly. you're concerned about. It's exactly. not the swimming. I see, I see, okay. So. Um, so yeah, but but I'm excited, and, and I think there's something about getting, I get excited about being outside my comfort zone, that I, I'm trying this new triathlon thing, and it's involves something I like, swimming, but the rest of it's all new and scary, and mm. so there's a lot of learning. Um, I like I like being, it's special to be new at something, because it's rare that you're new at something. Well, right? I, I think there's a lot of things in the world, I think everything in the world, you can be new at it, yeah. it's just that people just don't let themselves exactly. be new to it, you know? Because exactly. it's very daunting yeah. to let yourself be new to something. Totally. Like, you, you can never recreate the first time you hit a hard dance move, right? Because now you're crushing it all the time. Right. And maybe the, the intensity has gone up, but that feeling of like, I tried something and I did it. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, really yeah. cool. 
Yeah, and I don't know if you've had this when you're practicing certain diving techniques or certain strokes, but oftentimes when I'm dancing, there's these times where I'm trying a new move and just does not land. Mm. And then after like months, mm -hmm. I'll land it mm -hmm. once, and then I'll not land it for like the next 20, 30 times. But you did it. And I'll land it again. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But there's that, there's that, there's always seems to be this thing where you like hit something and you don't do it. Mm. And you hit it again and you don't do it. And eventually you do it so much that you start hitting it more yeah. than not yeah. hitting it. Right. It's a weird, it's, I, I think for me, when starting something, that's the hardest slump mm. to get over. For sure. When it was dancing, when it was cooking, you know, sure. it's just like, there's a plateau that you hit after you've done something really good. Right. And if you can't kind of like relive that. Right. It kind of gets hard to totally. find that motivation to go on. And it's not awesome all the time. Oh, no. Right? Oh, no. It's like, I'm sure you have lots of sprained <laughs> wrists and sprained ankles and all, all manner of stuff. But like, that's the part people don't see. Yeah. And then they just see your cool videos online and they think like, oh man, he's crushing. It's like, well, they, they don't see the hard work and the frustration and the discipline. Right. And, you know, the frustration is what really gets me. Yeah. And I don't even do this professionally. You know, like, right. my, my income is not right. reliant on this. <laughs> but... I think that there's, uh, I think that there's so many times when I've been on stage, mm -hmm. and it's performance day, and the feeling that I'm feeling the most is almost like sad, mm. because we spent months for this, mm -hmm. we're finally here, we're finally about to do it, we do it, and five minutes later, months of practice is gone, wow. and we're not going to do it again. And, and again, for the for the people that yeah, came, you know, yeah, like it was yeah. five minutes of yeah. wonderful uh, stuff that they saw. But at the same time, it's like you only saw the five minutes of it. You didn't yeah. see him falling on his head, yeah, and you yeah, didn't see yeah. this dude like twisting his arm. Yeah. You didn't see the two concussions this dude got. That's right. Like you know. That's right. Um, Luckily for people listening to this, they can see my concussion because they filmed it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's right on Called cue. It. Called it. Um, so you were saying before that you are not a person of faith and you were curious about that. And I was wondering how I would describe that to you or what that's like for me. Well, sure, sure. Yeah. Were you raised with, were you raised in a faith tradition? I was. Uh -huh. I was, um, I was raised in a Hindu family. Mm. Uh, but I don't know, around some point, I just stopped believing. Mm. Well, I didn't really, believe to begin with. It was kind of just always felt like something forced up onto me. Sure. And then after a while, there was almost this time where back home there's this thing where every time you do something, you pray to God, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And it almost got really, really um, frustrating to me where it's like for the smallest thing we have a ritual mm -hmm. or a prayer that we have to say. Mm -hmm. And it almost started to get to the point where it was just stress of like, asking God for something. Mm. And I forget when exactly it was, but I was just like, let me just rely on myself. Mm. And yeah, I haven't really explored faith very much. Um, yeah, but, you know, and, and, and I think it's really hard for me, and I don't mean any di di disrespect yeah, yeah. saying this in front of you, but it's really hard for me to have <laughs> blind faith in something with no uh, proof, sure. you know? Yeah. And I think, Something that I do admire about people that are religious is that they have that blind faith, you know, that conviction towards something that they just believe so deeply that is out there. Yeah. But I have never found myself really feeling 
sure. like in the I'm in the presence of that. Sure. And so yeah, it was just yeah. it's, it's just curious yeah. when I when I meet people. But you but you do have experiences of like flow state and like hitting your moves and being lined oh, up yeah. with the music, right? Oh, and so yeah. that actually for me feels more comparable in my own experience of faith. It's like for me it feels like like the beat is happening and I'm not always hearing it. Mm-hmm. And when I am hearing it, I feel clicked in. Like when my feet are hitting the hitting the ground at the same time as the music for like the 20 seconds that we did that over there. Yeah. But like, uh, <laughs> but you can go a long time and not hear the music, right? And so it's like yeah. in between these moments, that for me is what kind of faith can feel like. It's like um, you do the motions, you do the, the step and kick, and, uh, and you don't always get it right. And then there are days where you're, where, you're, where, where you're practicing lines up with the music and you crush it. Right. <laughs> so, so that right there. Yeah. With the dance, it's very obvious. Yeah. You have a mirror, sure. you have the beat. You can tell when you're with the music and when you're off beat. You can tell when you're doing a move right and when yeah. your foot's like slightly twisted off yeah. or like when your arm looks weird. How do you know you're doing faith right or not? That's a great question. And I don't always get it right. But I would say I do have a sense, and I think everyone has a sense of when you're your best self. And looking back on your day or your week or your whatever, and looking back on your day, and like, when was I my best self? When did I hit the moves? When was I not a jerk? When was I not selfish? And noticing that those were the moments that I felt most alive, generally. Um, and it's not always a, a cotton candy, happy-go-lucky feeling, but it is a feeling that I, that I want to work on. And I want to do those dance moves, quote-unquote, better tomorrow. And where did I misstep? And how do I do that better tomorrow? And that's kind of how I would approach it. Um, that's a simplistic answer, but I hope that paints a, a little bit of a picture for me. Yeah, I suppose for me it's just a little bit difficult where, mm-hmm. again, you know, like, I'm kind of looking for, like, there to be a template of what you're supposed yeah, to be doing, yeah. and there isn't a template. Right. But I can kind of understand what you're saying with that. Mm-hmm. In breaking, one of the things we stress upon is originality. Mm-hmm. And it's always, it's like, how do you think of a move that hasn't been created yet yeah. before? You know, yeah. like, how do you know you've done it? Right. And it's often just I think uh, again I don't do this professionally so I don't have like the most repertoire of moves but the ones that I do when I've come up with the ones that I that are mine Mm -hmm. that are original to me it was always just that thing of like I feel like I do this a little bit better Mm. let me like it was a feeling that I kind of followed yeah and oftentimes, like, they started off as stumbles. Yeah. And the stumbles kind of turn into, like, really cool moves totally. that were just me. Totally. Uh, so, yeah, I suppose I can kind of, yeah. kind of understand what you're saying, yeah. Well, Nimoy, so awesome to meet you. Thanks for showing me and uh, allowing me to mess up around you. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's how, that's how we learn. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that I was able to at least open the door for you into totally. what this looks like yeah. and I'm glad you got a taste of it and yeah I, I hope to I hope to see or read some great things about you and the Ironman competition <laughs> in, in, in sep- September Priest dies in- <laughs> <laughs> no, no 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 I'm sure I'm sure it won't be anything so morbid um, but yeah please uh, give me your number and then totally. uh, next time I'm going to be in Chicago uh, you can help me step out of my comfort zone and teach me how to swim. Absolutely, or yeah. absolutely, awesome, man! And have a great day. Yeah, yeah, you too. This episode was produced by Tara Kelly with Josh Long and Kevin DeClute. 
Additional editing by Drew Malcolm and Jane O'Connor. Grotto Network is Director, Javi Zupi Zaretta. Senior Producer, Josh Long. Assignment Desk and Event Program Manager, Liz Collin. Web Content Strategist, Michaela Douglas. Oh wait, that's me. Art Director, Becky Rogers. Producer, Kevin DeClute. Associate Producer, Jane O'Connor. Social Media Manager, Adrian Guaraldi. Video Associate, Tara Kelly. Senior Manager for Community Engagement, Mike Rossetti.